Casey. Michelle. You ready to do this? Yeah, let's get into it. My computer just froze. (laughs) Oh, well, I mean, this is the one where we talk about when Britney has updates and Bill Cosby got released way too early. And we are just really just trying to make it through this 4th of July weekend (laughs) without wanting to kill ourselves with all the storylines that are coming out. We're not suicidal. We're not suicidal. We're just frustrated. disclaimer out there but yeah i guess if the if the music's not going to kick in then then yeah we'll dive right in do we want to um so it's been obviously we're learning a lot about the britney updates because of everything uh that we let you know about last week and so the fallout from that so michelle do you want to talk about some of those highlights high information Yeah, so basically we had, obviously, the testimony from Brittany, and since then people were kind of waiting for, you know, responses from the family. No one has really said anything until her sister, Jamie Lynn, basically went on Instagram earlier this week, and from my POV, came in very hot and angry, um, basically saying that she has supported her sister from day one. And that no one really knows what's going on, which, you know, that part is true. But she never mentioned that her sister should be freed, that the conservatorship is toxic, really never show, showing her card. So a lot of people felt like, how is she really supporting her sister when she hasn't really said anything to defend her sister? And remember... Brittany in her testimony didn't say she wants to sue her dad. She said she wants to sue her whole family, which we're all implying means also her sister and mother and who knows who else. Yeah. Wait, let's take a step back and just reframe it. Like a lot of what Jamie Lynn was saying in that video was how much she loves her sister and her sister was her sister first and not a pop star first. And she's always going to love her sister. And so Michelle's commenting on really and then her further statements were not I will do everything to help my sister it became like my sister's first and my and we love each other and we'll always support each other and she's my like she's this super important person in my life but then there wasn't a and I'll do anything to help her it was a nobody has any information no even though we're actively pursuing this conservatorship with her uh, nobody in our family you know knows what's going on right and then and it's just this, like yeah crazy. and that's why people were like okay this just doesn't seem legit like uh, we also know from not only throughout covering this but even recently in like the more recent the more recent updates is that she's been that jamie lynn has been named a trustee and that the money that's supposed to be going that she's a trustee for that's supposed to go to the children are not and so there's a lot of concern that like whose side is whose side is Jamie Lynn really on and that blanket comment about loving her sister didn't really help her argument that she is not part of the problem um and then also what came out this week is unfortunately Britney Spears's petition to remove her dad from the conservatorship was denied by the judge um But interesting enough, the other conservator, so Jamie is a co-conservator 
um, the other conservator has asked to be removed. So, and is another the other conservator a law firm? Yeah, it's a lawyer. Um, uh, his, his name is like Esserber. I don't know how you pronounce his name, but uh, I thought um, it was a woman. But maybe I maybe it was just the article that I was looking at had like a picture of a woman uh, there well, too. But her her um, lawyer, that woman Jody, is a woman. Obviously, the newer the newer um, lawyer that she, that Brittany got. But we also know that that lawyer is not helping her because we heard in the testimony that Brittany didn't even know she could like file to remove her dad. So. It's just more of the no one knows what's going on. It doesn't seem like anyone really has Brittany's um, best intentions, best interest at heart. We also don't know, like, you know, the intricacies of who's getting paid off, who's being, you know, like in my eyes, the testimony from a person in the conservatorship who is saying I don't want to be part of it who is clearly making money and who is able to speak on their behalf you would think they would get a little bit more um, consideration in their own life so that in my that to myself seems very troubling and if that's happening on a Britney Spears level imagine what it's happening to people who have less money and less power Um, I would assume the next steps she has to take is petition for a examination but the court would unfortunately then decide which physician she sees for the examination which she had said you know she doesn't want to be examined again the other thing but that's the problem you have like she's not gonna be able to get out of this without being examined yeah because she needs to prove that she's mentally fit enough to be managing her own life right well, maybe at least they can get like an outsider versus it seems like all of the people they have gotten in the past to evaluate her. Have that been. just give them the answers that they want. But it has to do then with the lawyer for, on her end. Yeah, we need to drain the swamp and get out all the people who are clearly have malintentions. And how do you do that when the judge isn't even acknowledging that the father's involvement is not with the best interest so it's continues to be a very muddied situation and it's just unfortunate that you know what we're the next order we're about to get into is like you know someone has done something a lot worse and is freed and this girl can't even get her iud out and hasn't hurt anyone else you know yeah i'm super i'm also really curious about that iud because like from uh, anybody that I've spoken to with uh, IUD that I'm thinking it is, they've pulled it out themselves with no problem. So she, she could have the one. <laughs> well, I don't think we've been told what kind she has. She could have yeah, the one, that's she what could I'm have the wondering. One that's like in her arm that you need certain. Yeah, or I was thinking that that has a different name. I feel like I Googled it and the IUD is that specific, like plastic one that you uh, goes into your uterus that like yeah who knows i mean she i think those are two different types of birth control i mean i know they're an id so like she probably doesn't even know what she has to be honest yeah so i mean we also don't even i like at the end of the day is she well enough to take care of her well yeah and then i i wasn't even gonna bring you this up but there's also major major investigations on instagram about her account because the photos she posted recently from Hawaii are definitely older photos and people are like, who's managing her Instagram account? Who's managing what she writes? 
it's very weird. It's almost like you need to follow the boyfriend's Instagram to get a better understanding of what's happening. And is that a hundred percent? Like, are we being told the full story? Probably not. So like you said, there's a lot we don't know. I'd say we probably know less than what we do know. Uh, we we don't know more than what we do know is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> so like we're trying to put together pieces when we probably have five pieces of the puzzle that's a thousand pieces. So we're only getting a glimpse and we want right. more information. Yeah, and it's just unfortunate to see anyone be in a situation where they have no control over their own life, especially someone that seemingly seems to be at least able to make the decision she wants to make on her own. Not saying the woman should maybe be in charge of her finances, but the woman should be allowed to go in a car with her boyfriend without having to, you know. Well, but then, and then we go into, okay, but you, but you then went off to Hawaii for a week. So where we were confused about that because up until then she hadn't been allowed to like we hadn't seen her travel and she was told she couldn't even get a haircut and a massage in the entire year and that she can't do stuff with independently with her boyfriend and then after she gave testimony they went to hawaii for a week and we were like wait aren't you not allowed to go anywhere under your conservatorship so we were just curious as to how that trip also happened Yeah, I mean, my thought was she was just saying fuck it and somehow sneakily left, but I can't imagine that would have been the case for this long and not had someone come get her. So uh, yeah, again, it's like, this could all be, I mean, I know she's not playing with us. I don't think she is, but this could all be, you know, again, I'm just thinking it from a Kardashian move. Like, there's so many elements of people involved behind the scenes that we're never going to get the full story, which is very unfortunate because as people who want to know what's going on, the nosy person in me is like, I just want the full story. And I haven't been able to read the whole article, but today actually at 6 a.m., um, Rowan um, Farrow a piece together in the New Yorker specifically about Brittany and the whole conservatorship trying to put the pieces together so um, for anyone who obviously knows how well he's done these pieces before I I haven't not even read the whole thing I highly recommend anyone who's interested in knowing more about this conservatorship and Brittany to read that uh, hopefully it'll be, I mean, if he, yeah, if he gets involved, then we should get a lot more inverse, uh, investigative journalism because he's really the name for investigative journalism this day and These age days, that I'm yeah. aware of. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, isn't he the one that kind of got the Harvey Weinstein stuff really to be on un- to unfold? Yeah. And he, inv- you know, he took the time to really invest in that. He was being stalked by um, Israeli like black ops that Harvey hired and yeah yeah because that's who was like trying to shut down uh, the entire story yeah he has some really scary I forget which podcast he was on that he was talking about it and honestly might have been Whitney Cummings which is not my favorite podcast but I remember he being on that about a year ago and that might have been where a lot of the information I found out of like you know how investigative he was and he was really doing what you would expect and re and and what we used to respect out of journalism and what we were taught that journalism is supposed to be until we got the internet. 
Right. And anyone could just post something and it seemed like it's legit. Yeah. But I'm here for it. I mean, this is not a dude. And I'm still, um, I love the idea that he is the son of Frank Sinatra. So whatever. <laughs> I'm like so into that. Yeah. And I they mean, look so much alike. Yeah. I mean, he definitely does not look like, you know. Woody. Woody. He does look a lot like his mom. But is he, was he a biological? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. It just, he just doesn't see, he just physically does not look anything like Woody so it's hard to it's like I I always just assumed all of the kids were adopted yeah yeah but um anyway I guess that's a good segue into our other stories more investigative journalism yeah that Um, failed (laughs) oh yeah I don't know if I have the energy to start this one Casey this might have to be you yeah so this in a shock frustrating twist we find out on Wednesday that the 2018 conviction yeah 2018 conviction of Bill Cosby for sexual assault was overturned uh, more than 50 women across the nation have accused Bill Cosby of assault and misconduct many of the accusations were not allowed to be prosecuted under statute of limitations for the cases so there was very i think only one case went to trial that he was convicted on And he served three years of a 10-year sentence in a maximum security facility in Philadelphia. And we come to find out that he apparently had a quote-unquote non-prosecution agreement with with a a Philadelphia prosecutor. Uh, And it just... It makes no sense. We're just like, what do you mean? How, How are you serving three years when this was... How is this not brought up during the trial? Like, I don't, is this a piece of paper that somebody misfiled? Like, I don't understand. And also, I think you're bearing the lead, again, not to get too political, but for those that haven't put the the names together, that previous prosecutor. Well, I didn't name him. That's why. uh, (laughs) So what's his name? Is Bruce Castor, and he was Trump's second impeachment defense attorney. So just the weirdest damn... I just blame Trump for everything that happened this week. Well, I wouldn't even blame Trump. I'd blame this guy for or Trump, you know? Well, yeah. Caster's I mean, the problem it's here. clearly, like, you know, the same people are making the decisions across all of these cases, and they're not doing the right decisions. And to Casey's point, like, even if this quote-unquote agreement existed, then why wasn't it brought up two years ago? Why did we waste time and money on a trial and not to mention the traumatic testimonies that all these women had to put through to hope that they would get justice and you know it's just i can't imagine yeah in the trial it's it's one testimony but then all the other statements are right but all those other women were like you know brought up in i think it was the new yorker too i mean they were everywhere all those women even if they weren't their testimony wasn't brought up in the trial they were their stories were told and yeah just like all the traumatic ptsd they've had over i just wanted to be very clear about the legality of what their statements were versus what he was actually convicted against yeah it's just um it's heartbreaking and it's just pathetic that 
not only has he has it been overturned, but now there's already stories that Bill will have a lawsuit case here so he could not only be freed, but get money out of it. There's talks that he's already putting together a comedy tour. I mean, it is just like, uh, I mean. It, it really, what's frustrating is if this was, because um, basically from the understanding that I'm getting is that because there was a civil lawsuit filed by Miss Constant, who was the one whose um, charges were not out of, outside of the statute of limitations and she was the one who testified against him to get the conviction she settled in a 2006 civil lawsuit in a payout where he made a statement that he acknowledged that he was giving quaaludes for sex and like persuading women for sex and um you know what would now constitute as rape i don't know if they would still i would like to hope think in 2006 they would but i wouldn't be surprised because that's when we were in college and this is when date rape was a big thing yeah not even date rape but you couldn't get almost nobody was being convicted of rape when there was intoxication involved switch it to 10 years later right now if anybody's intoxicated consent is thrown out immediately right so it's just yeah the Thankfully, the the opinion of the court has changed. Um, But I think that's what this like not a clause is stemming from is they have this civil lawsuit that was settled for three point three million dollars in 2006. And that's when this conversation occurred. So it's just like, why did the trial even happen if this is already already part of the court? Yeah. And what's even crazier is. So the fact that that statement is there and Bill is acknowledging that he did do that is interesting com- to then bring up the people who have come out since this um, to then say that Bill is innocent. Well, it was just it mostly, yeah, what you're alluding to, you're, you're walking me like a like I'm a little, uh, got yeah. a little collar on and you're walking yep, me around. Being letting- like, you're leading me. Thank you. That's what you're leading. welcome. Um, is that Felicia Rashad, who played his wife on The Cosby Show, uh, came out saying, finally, a terrible wrong has been righted, a miscarriage of justice is corrected. She later wrote, quote unquote, I fully support survivors of sexual assault coming forward. My post was in no way to intend, was no way intended to be insensitive to their truth, which is just like, go fuck yourself so hard. So many different ways. Yeah. Like, I, oh. Any that, respect I had for that woman is now thrown out the window. If yeah. I had any left. And so she's been standing by him. If you didn't think that tweeting something like that wasn't going to be disrespectful for the other 50 plus women that have come forward. So you're acknowledged. So where are you standing, Felicia? You're acknowledging that you believe women. You have 50 plus women accusing this man that you're now saying is wrongfully convicted. So. Right. Like, uh, so they were right, but he shouldn't go to jail. Like, I don't know where she is. I don't think anybody knows where she is. I don't think she knows where. I mean, I think she did that second move because she is affiliated with Howard University. And obviously people were up in arms that, you know. And she may not be affiliated with Howard University much longer because the students of Howard University are like, get this woman out of here. She's employed by them. I don't know to what extent. I think she like, I don't know what the exact 
term is like a professor of some kind but i don't know if um if like she's full-time right and like uh, you know does that or if she um holds lectures or something you know i don't i'm not sure either way if you just like compare it to if it was a professor dean at syracuse who was acknowledging that a former rapist was wrongfully accused i would be uh, just as angry i'd be like what if this person needs to be fired i mean yeah so that's what's going on and the best part also was then um we really got into our tv shows of the yeah. 80s, 90s this week yeah that was very interesting so then the um, janet hubert who played the first aunt viv on fresh prince then came for thankfully felicia on uh twitter and i feel like maybe felicia um you know probably doesn't respect it but at this point like on Vi- janet has really she's had a, a second coming with like uh she was definitely portrayed after getting kicked off of fresh prince she was fired because like will didn't like working with her and and will was 22 at the time and got this like adult woman fired from her job that supports her family and it was just incredibly annoying and frustrating and then Janet was basically like turned around during that time to say like, this is bullshit. You can't fire me. And they're like, Oh, you're a crazy black woman. Like just be grateful that you had a job and right. shut the fuck up. And now you can't get any work anymore. Cause you're too vocal about being angry about being fired. So she, you know, really struggled. And then they had that reunion for fresh Prince and will apologize to her for basically ruining her career. Yeah. And, and now, and, and before then, but also since then, Janet has really been a fantastic, like, Twitter f- account follow because she has no, you know, nothing's holding her back. Well, she has nothing to lose. She lost her job 20, 30 years ago. Yeah. So at this point, she's just a, a truth seeker. And we love those type of people. And to be honest, I always liked the first Amphib way more than the second. I think, I think most, everybody did. I right? think most people did. And they were just like. Obviously, Anne Viv wasn't the major character in the show, so you dealt with it. But yeah, I mean, the second Anne Viv was nothing to write home about. No. Uh, and so I appreciate that Janet's getting this redemption story. Um, and so Janet tweeted out to uh, Felicia, like, I don't know. I don't know you. But to <laughs> say this was terribly wrong. Everyone knew what he was shoot capitalized. Everyone. That's why I put the emphasis. Everyone knew what he was doing back then. And how could you not? Hubert tweeted. Get your umbrella, sister. Here we here comes the shit shower. I yes. am outraged that he has been released. He is a guilty old ass man. Woo! Can we yep. come? She continued. Is it, is it too late? Can she run for president? <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm like, yes, Janet. She continued, I would have said he's old, he's out, and I'm happy for him, but he's still guilty. I know five women I know five women who would not come forward. Enough, y'all. We know better. Powerful men do wrong things, black or white. Exactly. So that she's even saying she knew five more victims that didn't want to have anything to do with the trial and testimony. Oh, I mean, if you think about this man and how powerful he was for so long, there's so hundreds long. of women, hundreds. And also the another little like sprinkled in story is if you start talking to a lot of older comedians who, and not even like older of his generation, but the couple of generations after him, he 
would make a lot of comments to them about their behavior and how they need to present themselves that now when they tell those stories, they're like, it makes so much sense that he felt that he had the audacity to make these comments of how all these black men should be perceived and how black men need to be perceived in comedy and not swearing and not wearing well, baggy yeah, I was clothes. Just and... say because he was perceived as the clean comic, but he was clean. And what was he doing behind closed doors? I'd exactly. Much rather, I'd much rather have my comedian curse and not be assaulting women. Because <laughs> as they all say, like the more you're trying to cover up, like it's obviously the bigger the skeletons are in your closet. So he was trying to present this whole other image and, and and tried to kind of almost like indict or indoctrine a, a part of his community into that image as well. And then it's like, yeah, but that was all all a ego buildup for a full-blown narcissistic sociopath yep. in order for him to present one way to legally get away with r- rape. Not even legally, but just get away with rape at the time because he knew – how he was presented and shown and how they would be presented. And yeah, shown. he was he was untouchable for so long. Ugh, it's just so ugh, insane. So um yeah, Howard University. Oh, oh, oh no. What? Felicia was recently named. You're right. She was I named said Dean. She was a dean. Thank but you. But she's Dean of Chadwick Bozeman College of Fine Arts. No, don't taint my Chadwick. Yep. Because okay, well, Chadwick went lasting. to Howard and. That's not lasting for much longer. Ugh. So, and, yeah, she now has the responsibility of other uh, graduates are like, nope, get this woman out of here. And... Maybe they'll give that to Angela Bassett because they had that relationship and she's but I also think Angela Bassett needs to be participating in the higher education system no no no, no. I was I was just gonna say they had that relationship and she was at Howard doing the commencement speech when he graduated and she's been very involved with Howard so I think that would be a good transition for her because she's been associated with that college and done talks and yeah but you know you need to be way more involved than that to be the dean yeah but like like i think this was like felicia's full time like she's now she's not acting well no she is no, sometimes she's but on, yeah she was she's on this is us so i don't know how you get to be dean but i i don't know if angela wants so, so dean of fine arts was acting so like they're there more for the connections of the celebrities like it's it's not the dean of you know arts and science school it's a different type of dean but who knows i mean it could not be Angela. I'm just saying if we're going to give it to someone who understands. Just get uh, Felicia away from Chadwick's name. Yeah, exactly. Like, let's not tarnish Chadwick. It's, it's, yeah, we don't need that. <laughs> ay, ay, ay. I mean, is anything, do we have any good news, Casey? What else we got this well, week? Well, you don't like this news, but I love this news. Yeah, I know. That Zendaya and Tom Holland were spotted kissing while driving around yesterday after, you know, years of speculation of, like, what their relationship is. They've been starring in the Spider-Man series together for, you know, four years now, if not, like, five. I'm trying to think when the first one came out. Um, But they also have both had um, other more public relationships. Like, she was with... 
I mean, he is a what talk about a babe that is going to get me arrested for statutory, even though he's of age. But Jacob Elordi yeah. from Euphoria, and then Jacob Elordi is now dating Kaya Gerber. Uh, yeah, little baby Gerber. Um, who Kaya Gerber? Don't be fooled. She is Cindy Crawford's daughter. You know, just yeah. and she's the spitting image of Cindy Crawford at and nineteen. Randy Gerber, who is the co-creator of Casamigos with George Clooney, you can't read yeah. him. But if you say the name Kaya Gerber, people aren't going to go, "Oh, that's right." Uh, no, like I they, know. Yeah, you but need the Crawford. Also he's also a beautiful man, so like she yeah. had the Sydney, the Sydney, the Sydney Crawford and the Randy Gerber jeans together. I mean, there was no possibility that girl was not going to be gorgeous. Well, that's always the fun. No, that there's always, I would say, like a five to 10% chance when white people, when hot white people get together when they have an ugly kid is really, really fantastic. But yeah. They, but no, Michelle's right. Like she was going to be gorgeous. And anyway, they have enough money to make her gorgeous. And yeah. she wasn't going to be a 10. Like, but like the Hadids, yeah yeah but she looks exactly like her mother if not even maybe younger than her mother was at 19 when she's 19 like as in she can work maybe even longer than her mom who still is an absolute smoke show at yeah pushing she's gotta be in her 50s i'd imagine yeah i'm trying to yeah i always get so confused when they started like getting together because i know i feel like she was like a later in life mom but it wouldn't have been like that significantly later, later in life i.e the 30s versus yep. like 21 yeah <laughs> still still before us cindy crawford um wow. but yeah okay, so jacob elordi is an ex uh and tom holland had like a british like modely type girlfriend cindy crawford's 55 okay cool yeah and because I feel like I, I read recently that she was like closer to 60 than I was expe- and then I was just like, of course, you know, this is just what we're expected yeah. to look like when we're yeah. 60 now. <laughs> I don't and... even look like that at 35. <laughs> I know, exactly. Um, but I love Tom Holland. I love them together. Uh, the love interest and the movies is really, really super cute. And she like as far as I'm concerned, she steals the movies, and he's my favorite Spider-Man. Like he's a perfect Spider-Man. A lot of people would argue. Uh, no, I think that yeah, they'd say like Andrew Garfield is a great Spider-Man, and Tobey Maguire was a great Peter Parker, and then with Tom Holland, you get a mix of both. I can't stand Tobey Maguire. I love Tom Holland. I love Andrew Garfield as well, but I really I love Tom Holland. Oddly enough, only seen the Tobey Maguire ones, but that. Because, so well that was also when that wasn't just I mean there were only a few superhero movies at the time and we've already talked about how I can't continue with the amount that come out now but if I was going to watch any of them obviously it would be Andrew Garfield because we love him and he's not even considered part of like this Marvel universe yeah what was he in one or two he was in two of them but there there's um, a whole background about this the rights of spider-man going in between sony studios right because when then sony got hacked for north korea and stuff they still had spider-man um and then when marvel and the marvel universe was then like created with kevin fahey and like they had to figure out how to get spider-man over there so they had to recast and all that and, and and make them younger um but yeah so they we'll see it's it was very very private picture of them in there in a car driving uh and uh, you know how it all starts that's how we saw that j-lo and ben affleck were together i mean it's always in a car or coming out of a car or like that's 
where there's smoke, there's fire. So I, I believe it. Um, yeah, I mean, this one you can't deny. There's like yeah. the full-on picture of them it's, kissing. It's definitely happening. It's just a matter of for how long it's been happening and, you know, things like that. Yeah, they. it seems like from – I did a little um, Wikipedia researching last night, and it looks like – um well they are obviously separated for quarantine he was living in london he lives in london with his brother he's still very very close with his family he has two little brothers yeah and his dad is is also in the industry and has i think his dad was a yeah his dad's a comedian like a stand-up comedian oh interesting yeah and um and he was been he's been living in london with his younger brother who's kind of like his assistant like kind of gopher guy and his best friend uh who and then just they just like live in a penthouse and it's like the three of them <laughs> like it's just it's absolute perfectness yeah uh, and it's yeah and it's his best friend since like since elementary school or something and um uh, he just seems to ha- have been able to keep a really like solid head on his shoulders with yeah. his friendships with his family and then she's gonna take over the world so oh yeah she is the next JLo and way more talented than her. So Ugh, she's just her own perfection. Like she's so cool. Yeah. Well, in the sense that like she can act, she can sing, she can dance, she can do it all, which like I feel like JLo was one of those first. Yeah. Like, I just don't think she has that psychotic need to be the best at everything. And she's much more chill. And she's like, this is just how good I am. Like she doesn't even act like that. She's like, no, no. I'm not really good at anything. But the uh, just like the elegance and grace of like walking her walk, watching her walk around. Yeah, not she's to mention like, she's got my favorite stylist, so she looks amazing. I mean, her all the was, time. The outfit she was wearing at the BET Awards was like a vintage outfit from when Beyonce performed, and it was like ah, oh, crazy in love. Like, what a great throwback! Like, yeah, especially for that generation i mean she's a little bit younger than us but that generation where like the beyonce was their britney because of the you know they're five years younger than us and rightfully so can you imagine if beyonce was our i know i mean she became a different entity to us but if we were that i mean we knew her more of the destiny's child yeah and then starting her own you know uh, career versus like they probably really knew more of just Beyonce being Beyonce versus a member of yeah imagine if you're 14 or 15 and Lemonade came out well I guess you probably wouldn't even I, I you probably wouldn't be able to like identify with the stories of Lemonade <laughs> yeah no but no I mean obviously just seeing a powerful black woman doing her own thing and telling the story she wants to tell versus just singing a song about heartbreak is yeah no I mean it's it's crazy. I mean, yeah, I love Zendaya. I think her, um, yeah, to your point, she ain't going anywhere. And let's hope that stays the, that way. I just, yeah, I mean, I don't dislike Tom Holland. I just, I don't know who I see her with, but I don't know. I think this will have its time. Yeah, and I don't then... think this is forever, but I'm happy. If they're happy, I'm happy. Yeah, exactly. And I, I'm curious because there's more Spider-Mans coming out. So I don't know where... They are in the process if they had because I feel like I haven't read anything about seeing them film but it's already announced and like she's his love interest and they're and it's gonna be a great story to pick up from where they left off in the last one so there's at least one more Spider-Man with them if not two to be well, honest it'll also be interesting to see if the chemistry is still there because usually when they start to date in real life chemistry isn't there 
on screen. So I'm be curious if people will like the next movie as much as they did. The well, the rumors one. have been that they've been on and off since the first film. Oh, okay. And that there's just never been like photographs or like confirmation, but it's just always been rumored that they've been dating for those years. But it's like definitely. Oh, and sorry, I also don't think I finished up. She was apparently seeing somebody up until March of this year, and then he was apparently seeing somebody up until April of this year. And it's like the last time they've been photographed with other. So they've spent like the last year apart in quarantine, and then it sounds like they they were dating other people, and then they both recently broke up with those other people and find themselves either getting ready to film. I'm curious like, right. what's bringing them back together. Well, it's interesting you say that. I did see something on Dumas saying that there was a person who had tweeted a while back their chef and they had just made Thanksgiving dinner for Zendaya and Tom Holland. Oh, okay. And they resurfaced that and they were like, oh, remember this? So people were actually saying maybe they were started dating earlier than that. But that would make more sense in terms of if they've been together before the spending thanksgiving together and maybe not you know being together yeah do you think that was supposed to be thanksgiving of 2020 or was yeah, it that's, before then oh, okay. no, 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 that's what i that's it was from 2020 sorry i don't know oh, okay yeah well then from their timelines from either how their publicists had portrayed these other relationships or whatever that would have fucked up their other relationship timelines that they were with unless they were together preparing for pre-production who knows i mean I don't know when they're starting to film, but maybe they were. No, because yeah, because that's like eight months ago, and that doesn't make any. And he's yeah. supposed to be in England. I mean, yeah, he was. Who knows? Yeah, I who mean, does it... know? Yeah, but I I know we didn't say this as as something to talk about, but it just reminded me the other weird. Well, this this isn't necessarily a weird couple, but when we talk about couples, we usually use the term bizarre bows. And this week there was sightings of angelina jolie and the weekend together yeah that i thought was worth highlighting very quickly as we you know just yeah they were leaving a santa monica restaurant together very publicly we're not like obvious like it was just odd yeah i mean where did these two start talking to each other i can't stand either of them yeah, they're both very interesting humans, so maybe it works. But, like, I don't want to hear about either one of them, so. What are they even talking about? Who is he? I know. Whatever. Worst concert I've ever been to. I know. I'm still. I mean, listen, everyone else on the planet saw it, too, when he performed at the Super Bowl. And, like, he's just not good live. He has good songs, but, like, he should not be performing live. Yeah, I do like his latest single when it's on. I start listen, I start singing along and then I go, oh, no, it's the weekend because I'm so sick of that single before that. That was a huge that he was so angry. He didn't get any Grammy yeah. nominations over wins and it was on the charts forever. Yeah. But no, I, I mean, I don't dislike him as much as I dislike Angelina, but I obviously harbor the same anger that you do about going to that concert and not being able to hear a bloody thing. Yeah. <laughs> And I also just like, yeah, where are these two running into each other and sparking up a conversation? And like, she's just, everything she does is is manipulative and calculated and. Be gone, Angelina. (laughs) We do not want to hear from you no more. Bye-bye, girl. (laughs) Get out of here. Yeah, but we won't. She's going to be in our lives forever because we have to be stepmoms to those kids and like 
Brad still has to deal with custody until those kids are 18. Yeah. And if we want to be with Brad, we got to be with those kids. I know. But like Brad may not really get, even though he got joint custody, I see Angelina not giving it to her and there being fights going down the road. So if we're with Brad, we may not see those kids anyway. Yeah. It's only six more years. The youngest ones are 12. Yeah. It'll go faster than you think. COVID was a year and a half and I have nothing to show for it. <laughs> it was like a blink of an eye. <laughs> um, speaking of nothing to show for it, should we talk about what we've been watching? Yeah, what have you been watching? I mean, obviously the summer is definitely a uh, rough time as it comes to new content. So as I'm waiting for Big Brother, which starts this week, and I cannot wait for that, I've been watching a lot of the ABC um, game shows. Which, okay. if anyone needs just something dumb to have in the background, I recommend. So one of which is um, $100,000 Pyramid, which as much as I hate Michael Strahan, I am obsessed I am obsessed with this show. I am convinced that I would win $100,000. I have uh, sent in my application to be on it. Um, I'm just waiting for the call. It is obviously- And they choose the stupidest contestants. They choose the stupidest contestants. But sometimes the contestants are really smart and then they okay. just have really bad celebrities. That's which, true. Which screw it up for people, which I feel like I would, you know, we all know I'm very competitive. Well, if you, anybody wants to watch a live murder, like just sabotage Michelle during a stupid game with no yeah. winning. Like there's no, yeah. re- there's no, no trophies involved. It's all just about bragging rights and Michelle will commit homicide. I mean, come to the fam, come to a Cohen um house for a game and you'll understand where i get it from but yes i will admit that i'm definitely competitive and um you know if i got picked if i got with someone that screwed me over i would probably vocalize it on the show which would make for great television but anyway that's a great or they would edit it out and then never show your episode (laughs) not give me my money um well you wouldn't win because the other person would well, sabotage no, I mean, it sometimes you win and you don't win like the whole fifty thousand. you know what yeah. i mean like yeah this i mean but this week i was watching it was like rosie o'donnell and who was um, always a great why are you adding it you just o'donnelled her you said rosie o'donnelled <laughs> like, rosie o'donnell yeah no you you donald it like you made oh it, like, sorry <laughs> i was like it's not a verb but she would be a good one who's a bad one that you wouldn't want to be paired with. Because Ro- Rosie would get you that. Um, so Roy Wood Jr. was terrible. And you oh, would think a yeah. comedian would be good. Because they're like good on their feet. But like I mean. Some people are better at guessing. Than giving the clues. He was terrible on both. <laughs> Which was actually. I mean the good thing about that show is. They switch partners. So you never get a bad like, mm-hmm. even if you get Roy Wood Jr. the first round, like, obviously the other person does. But my whole thing is there's clearly strategy because if someone is bad, they will get better as the half an hour goes on. So you really want the bad person second. There's a whole lot yeah. to it. Yeah. Yeah. I see. What um, you mean. But it's but it's a great show. I recommend it despite it. You know, Michael Strahan hosting. I've been watching that. I also have been watching Celebrity Family Feud, which is also a great show. Um. Uh, depending on which celebrities it is, but this past week they had um, Terry Bradshaw and Dee Snyder, and just like hilarious like personalities. I just appreciate when they have really ridiculous personalities on the show. 
um, and you get to see their families. And then the newest one that I've been watching, which is pretty bad in terms of it's very corny, but it's literally the dream show you and I would want to be on, which is Celebrity Dating Game. They brought that back and it's hosted by Zoe Deschanel. And- okay. I was curious as to why she was on the front, of, like when you go to Hulu. Yeah, she's I mean, not. What's going on? Zo- she's well, not- actually. We know what's going on. She had to sue her entire like management team because they like were taking money from her and denying her jobs. So oh, I didn't know that. Oh, okay. Well, we can we can. I'll look more into that and then we can I cover that next week. I assumed it was because she found love with the Property Brothers dude and now wants to do shows about love because she's happy. But um, now it's this whole legal battle with her team because they like. D- um, didn't even like present opportunities to her or something wow. weird or, or like shuffled her around and denied stuff to her something weird is going on okay yeah. well she's hosting this and michael bolden is like the sidekick who looks like he's on death door but he's still good at singing so there's that part but yeah he's not even that old to be on death door you know it's more just like i don't know if it's the surgery he got done or if he's just not all there but something's off or it's just really corny writing I can't tell but it's more I'm watching it because I love to see the actual dating part the celebrity dating game part which if anyone remembers from 100 years ago the com- the repeats of I think it was from like the 70s or the 80s where you have a celebrity on one side of the um, wall and all the three contestants who are like vying to go on a date with them, they don't know what they look like. They're just hearing their voice and then they get the questions. Like, if I was a pie that needed to be warmed, tell me how you would warm me. Like, those really, really dumb. Yeah. Things. And then when a serial killer was on it once. Yeah. Yeah. Well, none of these. And he won. Were... He got chosen. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, they've been very interesting contestants that they've had on the show. Um, Tay Diggs was on this week. Ugh. Yeah, which was an interesting scenario. Um, they also had your girl Nicole Byer on. Okay. Which was interesting. They had Iggy Azalea on recently. Interesting. Okay. She got Hi, really, Iggy. I, I, it was interesting because Nicole Byer had better suitors than Iggy Azalea did. And I was like, who is doing the casting here? Well, good for them because Iggy doesn't deserve that. Nicole does. Nicole's one of us. Iggy's, yeah. Iggy can do fine on her own. Yeah. And it's also just, I mean, it's amazing where they got these people. I, I also wanted to know why, like, I had, when I heard this was coming back, I looked for it online because I wanted to audition, obviously, because we all know my dream is to go on a date with a celebrity. And there was nowhere, there, it never showed up to even submit an application so isn't it only la based well most of the people who are there as um uh not necessarily the celebrities but the other people are from all over the world all over not the world but the there were a few international people actually but mostly all over the country and i'm like okay this is a new yorker this person from florida like or do you think they're living in la LA. and they're saying well they also don't have to be where they're saying they're from (laughs) Well, like no, they can exactly. just make it up. I don't know, but if there's a season two, I better be getting a call. <laughs> <laughs> well, don't hold your breath because you might die. True, but um, but yeah, if if you just like need something in the background when you're cleaning or you don't really want to be paying attention, any of those shows are entertaining in my eyes. Cool. All right. What are you watching? So I've dipped my show into Drag Race, and okay. it's my first entry, and. Um, 
do you remember my friend Evan from ESF? Of course. So she's obsessed. So like when I started say I like put something I think up on Instagram and then she's like, oh my God, ask me any questions you need to know, like what's going on. Uh, and so that's been fun to talk to her, like follow up and be like, wait, what? Like, but this person, like, why is this person being chosen? So there's two things going on simultaneously. Actually, I'm forcing two things simultaneously. There is what is on right now on Paramount Plus is Drag Race All-Stars season six. And so I watched that premiere episode and I wasn't super impressed. And I was like, this is interesting because I've seen other episodes and I'm like, huh, okay, I'll just like stick with this well, season. Well, especially if it's all stars, you would think it would be good because it's all people who yeah have been exactly. on Exactly, that was the yeah. theory too. And then I was like, oh, maybe it's like so far into all stars, like season six that we're now like dealing with kind of like not the all stars, all stars. Right. But they all have new seasons all the time to pick those all-stars from. So, you know, they have plenty of people to choose from. But what then I, um, I brought this up at work and at work. And then I also asked um, during our work meetings, we asked like a get to know you question. One of my get to know you questions this week because Conan went away was like, who's your favorite late night host or something like that. And obviously most of the team was like, I don't watch like talk shows or late night shows and I was like yep this is I knew this was a Casey question like I was just seeing what everybody's into but a couple people on the team are actually really only one person on the team was like oh but uh, oh somebody brought up Graham Norton as oh. their favorite late night and I was like hell yes and then they were like oh he also hosts he's also a judge on Drag Race UK okay. so then I went and searched where UK was because I didn't see it on Paramount Plus when I searched and UK's on vh1 so then i watched the first episode of uk drag race and it was unbelievable well it's like, so him. good yeah yeah but just even just their presentation of the queens and the ideas the queens made up and their makeup and their outfits was like uh-huh in there and the lip syncing to save their lives and all of that was like so much better than all stars and i was like oh damn like they need more seasons of uk so far there's only one but they switch off the uh, like guest judges uh, first episode was andrew garfield which is fantastic uh and yeah, i love how on this episode today yeah he is <laughs> he's also like um i don't think he identifies as straight i think he identifies as cisgender but i don't know if he identifies as straight i don't think he identifies as bi or gay or queer i just think he maybe is more sexually fluid interesting um, he's also worked on a couple of projects that have um exposed him to different cultures that he wasn't aware of like different pockets of society that yeah he wasn't participating in and he got very intrigued by it but he was a super big uh uk uh, drag race fan because he was just talking about how much he loves the creativity that everybody brings to the job and like the characters that they create and so he was coming from that angle and so his input was very was legit and fun uh, and then Alan Carr, who is another great talk show host of the UK, who's probably not known very well at all. He's not Jimmy Carr. They're not related. Alan Carr is different. And he and Graham Norton switch off hosting, judging with um, Rue and Michelle, Rue's best friend. Massage. So then, and then, and, and this is like just to give you a full spectrum of like my personality and what I, who I am all, all well-rounded is I watched the tomorrow war on Amazon. It's the new Chris Pratt movie. This should have a hundred percent. Like 
was slated for a uh, theater release and I'm assuming maybe probably 3D too because there was a handful of like you know kind of grabbing t- or like uh, you know the aliens like kind of sw- grabbing and attacking and you know I was like oh this would have been so fun with 3D glasses and maybe that's why how they filmed this and intended it but maybe not because uh, it was right to Amazon and well it is July 4th weekend in theory this is when you have a big blockbuster summer movie so I agree with you it probably that and when they were filming it that was their goal and I was curious I would yeah, I would like to go back and learn, like, when was this film? When was it slated to release? Because it also could have been, in, in all honesty, it could have been a COVID movie right. by the time frame. So, I, yeah, I'd be curious to kind of get that background information. But I was going in being like this, and I love a bad, good action sci-fi movie. I tried to watch Stardust, which is like a 90s one a couple of weeks ago. And that was so bad. I couldn't finish that one. And this one, I was like, okay, let's see how bad it is. It's not bad at all. What they did an amazing, and this is how you save these films. Cause on paper, like they're not great, but it's all about the casting. So right. they cast out with a bunch of comedians and co- like standups and comedic actors from like groundlings and improv and that's what fucking made it and the aliens are scary as hell and one of the main like reveals or plot points i knew within 30 seconds so kudos but then there's another one that's even better too that you you're like oh okay so if you're a diehard just like film geek and or action movie i think you'd be pleasantly satisfied by this one uh, I was texting Michelle the whole time. I was on edge the whole time because there's so many good like alien chase things and like how creepy these things are. And Sam Richardson, I it like is a solid scene stealer throughout the event. But the theory is uh, it starts off on like Christmas week and they're actually watching the World Cup finals. And I had to Google and it's it's 20. 22 I think yeah is when the next world cup is Uh, and so I was like the world cup is not during Christmas and I googled and it's slated to be during Christmas next year so this is supposed to be taking place on like December 18th of 2022 and the future comes down during the football game and stops it and is like we are and so the first 20 minutes you're like this is not gonna be a good movie this is cheesy as hell the way they do it and they're like we're from the future and basically 30 years in the future, there's only half a million people left because these aliens are their entire purpose is just to kill like everything and just procreate. Like they have no train of thought, no organization. And, uh, and so I appreciated that they were following the dates correctly on that. And, then, <laughs> and this isn't a spoiler because it's like the first 20 minutes, but then the, the way they transport these people is oh they do a great job of covering up any plot holes to be like well if you can go back and forth in the future like how come you can't do go back further in the past and figure this out and they've basically set it up to be like look we were getting the technology together but then these aliens attacked so we're not that great at it so we only have this one ability to transport between these two times <laughs> so that i really loved because it could it, it just shut down so many additional like but you could have just done a b or c to it right it really created strong parameters that like this is the only way that this movie can happen you know i love when the plot holes are 
yeah so they do that i'm still harping on my mare plot hole (laughs) that's not a plot hole that's just a red herring they threw out there that they didn't that they just don't go back to to the consistency editor on that project (laughs) no they did it on purpose to create no i know flaw uh but yeah they the best part about this is when they start transferring they don't give these people like any training they give them like a day heads up that they're like going into the future to fight these wars and they only have to survive seven days in the future because there's like a a 70 percent fatality rate uh and it's just crazy how they set it up and they just start sucking you like line up and wait in line and then they have a machine attached to your arm to allow you to transport and they literally it just starts like sucking them up it's so funny the way they do it and it was just such a fun fun movie going experience so i would definitely recommend it it's on amazon obviously because there's no way you can escape it because the promotion is everywhere but i really enjoyed it so highly recommend sounds like a casey movie for sure so i'm glad it followed through yeah it was excellente anything else i mean there's a bunch of other stuff but we gotta wrap it up yeah (laughs) all right well there's always next week yeah so i guess we'll see you guys then let's see if the music works for our outro okay let's see bye yay